Well, there we go again. The beautiful, dulcet tones of Brooklyn Paper Radio. Of course, I am your host, co-host, I might add. Smooth sounds. Gersh Kuntzman of the New York Daily News, the failing Daily News, according to our president. And next to me is, of course, a handsome man, Vince DiMaselli, the editor of the Brooklyn Paper. That is a a job I have wanted for so long, had, gave up, wanted to get back, didn't get back. It's part of the reason why our guest today is Kelly Barbieri from Fresh Toast. We're going to talk all about the Brooklyn-based marijuana site, but it's a website. It's a website. Journalistically sound, we're going to talk all about it, but Kelly, you need to know, I'd be remiss if I didn't lean over to two handsome men next to me. First, of course, Ben Kuntzman, my son, is all the way over there. You remember him last week from his squirrel impersonations, and... Vince DiMaselli, editor of the coveted Brooklyn Paper. Vince, how are you? I start every show, Kelly, this way. How you doing? No, we're doing great at the Brooklyn Paper. You saw our big story last week, Gersh? I know you're doing great. That's why. No, did you hear about the big story? No, what's the big story? The big story was so big, it took over. It took over. It blew up the internet. Basically, the anti-vaxxers are not vaccinating their dogs now. That was a big story. This stuff? It yeah, was huge. They're afraid their dog is going to get autism. Now, this was a highlight for me. This yeah. has never happened before. The Brooklyn paper was mentioned in New York Magazine. You know that cool, lowbrow, yeah, highbrow? What's that thing called? Oh, the, the approval matrix. Yeah, we were in the approval matrix. Wait, your story of, or the or Brooklyn paper? The story, and it says, according to the Brooklyn paper. Nice. In, in the, so in the well, New I York Magazine say, approval if matrix. If I were to rank that story But I don't know if matrix, we're lowbrow or highbrow or what brow. I would have said that story would have been lowbrow despicable. It was. It looked like it was leaning to the to the bottom left. left bottom corner. left yeah. is where it was leaning. Lowbrow, despicable. Really? Wow. I, or it could have been highbrow and. It, it definitely wasn't highbrow because it was low. So then you went. Low it was brow. below the line, the the well, threshold in the middle. What I've always said is when New York Magazine goes high, Vince goes low. That, apparently, that's so, what happened. Now we got to get out of that. Bec- last week's show. I don't know if you remember this. It's just Ke- a big moment, Gersh. Kelly. I know you're a big listener, a big fan, and and Ben was here, so he knows. Last week's show. Last week. Last week's show ended on, and I'd like to say, a discordant note. Wait, this is the squirrel show? I don't know. Yeah. Last week's show. Thank you, Johnny. Last week's show ended on what what I like to call a a a, a note of caution, a note of anger. Obviously, you know, Kelly. Every week, I say it's my last show because Vince doesn't pay me enough. He didn't give me the job back at the Brooklyn Paper. I'm bitter about that. But last week's show, I was bitter about something entirely differently. And to to talk about it, I'm going to call Lauren Gill. Reporter at large to get her in here. Can I get her in here? Yeah, of course you can. Gilly, she can't wait. Ben's no Ben knows where this is going. She cannot wait to come in. By the way, we fixed the phone. Did you notice this? Hello, Lauren. Oh, you did fix the wow. phone. Wow. Wait, Lauren Gill, before you even come in here, how does this sound over our phone system? Um, it sounds a little fuzzy. Nicely done, Lauren Gill. Come you. on in here Thank and you. get on the show. So anyway, I'm bringing in Lauren Gill for one reason and one reason only, Kelly. First of all, we don't know if she's a stoner. She might be. But second it's of possible. all, she wrote a story this week. There are no drug tests here at Community News. Here she is. Uh, no Lauren Gill, everybody. Come bring her in. You can have a seat right there, Lauren. There's a microphone for you and everything. This is how we do it. Lauren, the, the woman to your right is Kelly Barbieri, the editor, editor-in-chief. I uh, like a little handshake. We can get the photo of that there on, on the Oh, we got to get a picture of Kelly so we have the website. So uh, Kelly Barbieri is the editor-in-chief of oh, the Jesus, Glenn Fresh Campbell died. Toast. Glenn oh, Campbell Glenn died. Campbell died. Oh, oh, that's a big one. Oh. Glenn Campbell was a big stoner. Man. Uh-huh. Anyway, we're introducing prodigy. Kelly Barbieri, who is the editor of The Fresh Toast. And now, Lauren, again, th- this is a safe space. This is a safe space. But, Lauren, have you been known to indulge in marijuana? 
Yes. There you go. There you go. And so that's the thing. We're not ashamed to talk about, but that's not why I called you in, Lauren. Okay. Lauren Gill, you wrote, if you remember, perhaps you can refresh the minds and ears of our, of our listeners. What happened last week at the end of the show? We talked about the investigation into the garbage truck driver who killed a cyclist, Naftali Ramirez, in Greenpoint. All right, point of information. We didn't talk at all. Gersh Kuntzman unleashed a tirade that ended the show on what we're calling a discordant note. Am I right? Yeah. That'd yeah, be I was angry. And what was I most angry about? Th I'll tell you. That a company that says it's cooperating with the investigation of that dead cyclist at the hands and wheels of their garbage truck, right. driven by a Mad Max rogue, says it's cooperating. Yet, as Lauren Gill wrote today, there have been no arrests. Give us the update, Lauren Gill. Yeah, what's going on? How so, do you cooperate? I, I said I'd give us the update, but I'm going to yell again. How do you say you're cooperating? You know the driver. You know the route. You know the truck. Fill us in, Lauren Gill. So it's been 18 days since uh, he was killed. Um, and By a rogue Mad Max truck driver. Yeah, so I spoke to the spokesman for the carding company, and he said they have records of what truck driver was where was driving when and where. So yeah. they would be able to trace it back, he basically confirmed to me. That they literally know who did it. Now, how do they know? But, the, but how the investigation is ongoing. Uh, the police and um, the spokesman kept saying, and the spokesman kept saying that um, everyone should just be patient because they want to make sure they get it right. How does... actually compared the case to that of Queen's jogger who was murdered, who took eight months to find the killer. Okay, there was something different about that Queen's Jogger, yes. a.k.a. there was no company that said, oh, we know all our drivers and we know all our trucks. Exactly. A little yeah. bit of a difference. Wait, yeah. how do we know that it was this action carding? Is there a video somewhere, or how do we know that that was the case? Well, police have confirmed that it was action carding, but they haven't said how they know that. Uh, interesting. That is interesting. interesting. It was a very late-night accident in a very desolate part of Greenpoint. 12.30 a.m., it's not like that it's late. early morning. Yeah. So I call that early morning. Yeah. I mean, I only I, I only it's acknowledge one twelve thirty a day, and it's not the one at twelve thirty at night. Hmm. But anyway, okay. so we know it's action carding according to the NYPD. And Ken Friedman, the AKA the spokesman you were talking about, I'll name mm -hmm. him Ken Friedman. I don't think there's anything wrong with naming him. He's a spokesman. What's no, not him? only is he a spokesman for action carding, he's also a politically connected spokesman who's a spokesman for other companies. And it's interesting to know when you look at the client list of action carding, it includes the Mets. The Yankees, Beth Israel Hospital, Montefiore, and some of the bigger bigger uh, institutions in this city. So who's protecting this guy? Wait a second. You're saying that action carding does, does the carding at, at, at City Field? City Field, Yankee Stadium, hmm. hospitals all over the city. And the reason I bring it up is because maybe those companies need to start saying to action carding, hey, we don't want your business. We don't want to pay you money if your rogue Mad Max truck drivers are going all over town killing people. And as DNA reported, no offense, Lauren, this company has killed five, five people before Naftali Ramirez. So that would be six now. Six. What's it going to take, Johnny, for the Yankees, the Mets, Montefiore, Beth Israel, and some of these other hospitals to say, you know what, we're sick of being in, in bed, literally, well, figuratively, with this company? Yeah, that's not a literal. So what do you, what do you think, Lauren? What, am I onto something? Yeah, you got to put the call out there. You, you got to demand the call that out. these uh, companies stop employing action carding. Or yeah, or, uh, or at action. least until they actually cooperate. Yeah. 
Yeah. Hmm. But you know, then that also puts a puts it on the police as well. If they have the records, what's taking so long? Hmm. Well, Vince has a theory about that. Hmm. I don't know. I don't have any theories. <laughs> oh, you are no. so Vince DiMaselli has a theory about that. That we'll share on a future show. Let's put it that way. I but don't have any. I the, don't have any theories about the, the carding business. Uh, you know, the carding business was long, long in the pocket of the mob. That's I've been cleaned up, Gersh. That has completely been cleaned up. That is not. That's the not the theory. Kelly is that it's been cleaned up, but we also know that if a member of our gang, as you will, Cosa Nostra, our gang, ever committed a crime, the mafia had a way of getting them out of the country pretty easily with or without the help of the NYPD. So I don't think it's... I'm not drawing... <laughs> with or without the help of the NYPD. <laughs> okay. I right, maybe I went a little too far. I might have gone a little too far there. And no offense to the NYPD. But I will say this. You need to make an arrest. You need to make an arrest or Lauren Gill and Gersh Kunstman and DNA Info are coming for you. All right, we got to get out. Lauren Gill, thank you very much. <laughs> you have anything else to say about the story? Where's it going next? That's about it. Uh, hopefully there'll be an arrest. Well, it's not hopefully. We are going to hold everybody's feet hopefully to the fire. Next week, we'll be talking about an arrest. That'd be great. Lauren Gill, everybody. Lauren Gill, thank, thank you, you very Lauren much. Gill. All right. Ben, I'd like you to grab that microphone in, uh, against the chances that you might want to say something. We're again joined by Ben Kunzman, my son, and Kelly Barbieri, the editor-in-chief of The Fresh Toast. Now, Vince and I, yes. Kelly, we're going to be honest with you. Vince and I have a long-standing open invitation to anybody to get us high. <laughs> and literally anybody. We had Joe Dulce on the show. We came very close to accepting that invitation, but we actually were worried about the, the um, fire smoke detectors in the yeah, that Brooklyn would be Paper bad. Building. Yeah, we can't have that. Yeah. can't yeah. have that. So open invitation. But Ben Kunzman is here. He's my son. Hi, Ben. Ben Kunzman, you know me as not a marijuana consumer. Yes. What is Gersh Kunzman's Drug of choice. Gersh Kunzman's your dad. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> uh, sleeping pills. Sleeping oh my pills. god! Oh, <laughs> hold on a second now. Hold. That's hold, not true. Hold on a second, son. Hold on a second, son. <laughs> sleeping pills, huh? Let's try oh. to stick to reality. And that's prescribed only by my doctor. But what is my legal drug of choice? Legal drug of choice. Comes home at night, sits down at the table. What do I have? A little there alcohol, a little booze. Go. Now, so Kelly Barbieri Sometimes is joining you got to just push the kids a little bit. you, you know? got to push them a little bit. Yeah. Kelly Barbieri is joining us. She's the editor-in-chief of the Fresh Toast. Now, Fresh Toast is the marijuana site, for lack of a better term. Ganja, cannabis, weed. There's uh, other things as well, but we do have a lot of marijuana information, whether it be medical or recreational. Exactly. Yes. Now, we the reason I brought Kelly on is twofold. One is I'm obviously fascinated with by the culture and, 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 and medicinal qualities of marijuana, which is booming all over the country. But part two of this is Kelly's website, The Fresh Toast. You might want to turn your phone off before the show. Vince. No, this is the United States <laughs> calling me, and it's so, probably the federal agents. So Kelly's website is, is working in conjunction with the Daily News to get the word out. The Daily News, where I work, publishes one, sometimes a couple, but one story a day from Kelly's website. And today's story really got in my gut. Wait, you guys it, publish stuff that's on her website? It's branded content, right. if you will. Oh, it's you guys like, share, content. share content? Yeah. Okay. Today's story was specifically about the five Good ways... Deal. In which marijuana can make you a better parent. Okay. So Ben, and that's why I brought Ben along, because Ben, according to Kelly, I and saw the website. Story. Yeah. If I smoke pot, I'm going to be a better father. True or false, Kelly Barbieri? Let's hear it. Go for it. 
Well, I mean, there's lots of things that marijuana help with. Um, and I think it works better than wine or beer, whatever your alcohol of choice may be. Um, I think that it helps bring you into the now so you can enjoy your child as opposed to just think about how difficult your day was and how tired you are. I don't know. Again, present company excluded. Ben, I never say that. Keep going. <laughs> it also helps you relax at the end of a long day. And I think that more Americans are starting to treat marijuana the way they do a glass of wine or a bottle of beer at the end of the day, where it just takes some of the edge off and helps you relax. Um, and that's not even getting into all the medicinal qualities. Well, that we're going to get into that as well. And yeah. let, let's talk about that edge for a second, because Vince and I, we work hard. I mean, yeah. we work hard. I'm tired all the time. There's no question about it. Now, one of the ways in which I got home last night, I just put on my pajamas and went to bed. <laughs> it, it was like 630. No, no bottle of beer, nothing. <laughs> nothing. I just went right to bed. All right. So according to the article, which we posted on the Daily News website today, it's a fresh toast article. Here are the five ways that marijuana is going to make me a better parent. Now, number one, energy. Because hmm. if you now, I didn't know this, uh, Johnny, our producer, he knows this because he's a big stoner. I, don't I didn't know, anything. know this. If you take a sativa, uh, uh, what do you strain. call it? Strain. That's going to give you energy, not like an indica. With in, indica. In, see, I don't know anything. Yeah. Which is going to basically, you're going to make love to your couch, Vince, if you have some of that indica. All right, but so wait, wait. So we want. Sativa. And then there are lots and lots of hybrids where you can get a little up, but also be a little chilled out, and okay. it goes in all different directions. So that's the energy. That's number right. one. Number two. Hmm. You'll be the cool parent who gets it. Now, hmm. now I'm already the cool parent. Ben, am I the cool parent who gets it? Uh, no. Okay, so I need He pot. doesn't get it. Okay. No. So you get it. Number three, I'll be less uptight. Ben, am I uptight? Don't know. You want to define uptight, Gersh? Well, when we're when we're late for something, I'm very uptight. I'm like running you all over the place. Most of the time I'm like, eh, whatever, watch whatever you want. Okay. You'll sleep better, which Vince, you you need you don't need any help with. No, I need I, I do need help. And nor with does that, di nor does. Bill I didn't say I went to. I said I went to bed. I didn't say I went to sleep. <laughs> and last but not least, and this is for you, Vince, because um, you're still married. Yes. You can share the hobby with your spouse, which then triggers all four of the other positives we just mentioned. Oh, because you'll share it, and it'll bring bring right. all that good feeling into the family. Wow. And but the most important thing that really stuck with me was the the kids will see a parent who gets it, who's cool. That's what you're. That's what you're going for. That's what you're worried about. No, I'm saying that's that's was in the article. So Kelly, talk to us about this. Okay. And in short, should Vince and I be smoking dope? Well, you know, considering unless you have a medical card in New York, uh, it's illegal. Uh, probably not. You know, okay. um, well done. Well as done. Being residents of okay. New York City. Well done. But given that ninety percent of the people using marijuana in New York City are doing it illicitly. Should Vince and I be doing or, or if we move to Connecticut? I say if you were to um, be vacationing in Colorado, um, you might want to try it out. Um, there's lots of ways you go into a dispensary in a legal state, and they will walk you through um, however you want to imbibe, because it's not just about smoking. It's also about eating and vaping. Um, there's also topicals. There's all sorts of different ways to get topicals, the marijuana huh? in. That's like the cream and the clear? Absolutely, except it's more that works more like a Ben Gay. Wait, you did know, you interesting? Really... Did you just drop a hint that we're moving to Connecticut together? I don't know where that came <laughs> from. I don't <laughs> think you know Connecticut wouldn't help you much yeah. currently. How about Massachusetts? <laughs> I got I got a Massachusetts maybe in about a year. That might actually work out very well. There you well. go. All right. Yeah. So we actually had a, a guest on the show a couple of weeks ago who was working in the cannabis business side, who said New York would have legal oh. recreational marijuana within a year, and we said that is so not likely. What do you, what do you think? 
You know, there's been a lot of talk about New Jersey really changing their tune once Christie leaves office. And I think if that was to happen very quickly, uh, once New Jersey flips, if they were to flip to recreational, New York would have no choice. Because we'd, we'd need the money. Mm, right. We'd need the money. Right. Yeah. And it would just, uh, New York would look foolish at that point. Let me ask you, when you're high and you look at Chris Christie, like what, does the marijuana kind of mellow you out and be like, ah, you know what, he's not so bad? Or is he still as evil a fuck? As, as we all you recognize You know, I don't be. consider him an evil person. Really? I consider him an unconscious person. Unconscious? Um, unconscious or unconscionable? He, well, he thinks for the status quo of what he believes. You know, he yeah. is towing the line of some dinosaur yeah, um, yeah. That, that doesn't exist anymore. You're saying he needs to tune in, tune out, drop ass. No, or... no, no. It's just about opening up your eyes to the facts that are around you, you know, and the facts mm. are that if you were talking about marijuana specifically, it helps people. It makes money for the state. Uh, crime goes down. Schools get more money. Everybody's happy. And people have an alternative to opioids, which are destroying the country. Well, that's a very good point. I have I, heard that. Kirk. I still think he's just a malicious fuck. I mean, there's no question about it. You're you're letting him off the hook a little bit. Uh, I'm letting me, I'm letting him off the hook because uh, I understand he's playing a role. Are you high right now? I am not high right oh, now. So that that's that tells you something right there. She's a See? nice lady. She's a nice lady. She's not because she's not high and she's still letting Christy a little. She's like understanding Christy. And I refuse. I'm done trying to understand that. I understand that. I I understand coming from that. All right. Anyway, okay. So you're not high. Christy's okay. Whatever. All right. (laughs) But we got a little off topic. The the only reason you're here, in addition to telling us about Fresh Toast, is to answer the question again, should Vince be getting high? Vince, Vince needs marijuana more than anybody I know. Why is that, Gersh? Well, because you're, you got that edge we talked about. You, you need to take that edge off. Well, I got a question. Are yeah. you on any pharmaceuticals right now? No. Okay. Do you have trouble sleeping? Yes. That would help. See? I mean, an edible an hour before bed, if it was an indica-based edible, if it was uh, about 10 milligrams. Just 10 milligrams. Would help you. <laughs> and it wouldn't put you out. It would just help you go to sleep. I think the problem, though, is I I, uh, I snore, and then I stop breathing, and I wake up. <laughs> that's something you probably want to get checked out. Yeah, that's not something that... Uh, I don't think the marijuana is going to help you. Um, I think there are pillows that help you with that, though. <laughs> have you really researched it? I have looked into it, and I heard those pillows are a scam. <laughs> what about those things on your nose? Oh, yeah. I've tried that, too. It doesn't right. work. It doesn't work. I have... I have you know, I have I have uh, recordings of my snoring. If you'd like to hear, oh my god, <laughs> do you still have that, Johnny? That, the record, we'll get that. We have that we recording have is one of the great recordings of snoring ever. But okay, can you just play it for a second? So with Vince, you got that? Is that on a loop or is no, that no, no? That's literally the snoring. <laughs> is that on a loop? <laughs> that's I, me dying. I'm I dying. I could listen to that all day. I could. Okay. So we've discussed Vince. Obviously, you need it for the sleep. What about Gersh Kunstman? I'm a bit of a neurotic. People know know me that they know me as a sexy neurotic, <laughs> but I don't think the marijuana doesn't do that. But I'm a little neurotic. I definitely come home. I got a little edge. I'm a little nervous. I'm I'm angry a lot. Uh, you know, right. I work at the Daily News, which the president, as I said, calls the failing Daily News. A lot of tension. A lot of yeah, people. Yeah, I can you know, imagine. So, what do you think? Well, I mean, you know, you don't know unless you try it. Have you ever tried marijuana? I have tried it a couple of times, and Ben, you, you hear as Ben knows. Well, as recently, there was a playoff football game at Stephen Rex Brown's house, Uh-oh. former former Brooklyn paper legend, and somebody passed me something, and I'll tell you, 
it didn't give me any energy, but it made me capable of thinking great thoughts, yet being completely unable to express them. Was that pill <laughs> is it, is it, No, it, or was, smoke a, it was a joint. Now, but the question is, I believe it was a bong. A bong? Yeah. Or that some, is so some sort of vaping thing. Yeah, but here's the thing. thing, probably. No, it had the, he's got the noise. That was it. I, I brought the tape in. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing. Is that common? Of, in other words, my mind was as open as it is, has been since I listened to Bob Marley and the Whalers in the 70s, and yet I could not express thoughts at all. Well, you got to understand that the marijuana that's around today is so much more uh, potent than the marijuana when we were, when we were in kids. high yeah. school and college. Um, and if you're not prepared for that, you the can't The marijuana we used to get in those drug-free schoolyards. <laughs> and you didn't know if it was oregano or marijuana, <laughs> yeah, no you know. Um, Tasted great on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if you imbibe too much, if you take too much THC in too, too quickly, you will find yourself in that situation. See, that's what Joe um, Dolce told us. He yeah. Said it's all about you know the the uh, the dosage. Right. Yeah. Well, he's not the first person to say that. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he is. Maybe he is. I don't know. Well, I just I found it to be an enjoyable, uh, calming experience, and yet I had so many really cool dude things to say, and I couldn't get them out. Well, you remember the first time you drank a beer. You were drunk for the first time, so you were like, what's going on? I don't know how to deal with it. And then you just learn how to I didn't maintain. Have, I didn't just have one. Yeah, the first yeah, time it got, it got pretty ugly, and it wasn't beer; it was Cointreau. Did you ever get drunk on Cointreau? No. So it's that sickly <laughs> sweet orange liqueur. That sounds like yeah, a really like, bad choice. You got to drink like a bottle of it yeah. <laughs> to feel anything. Ouch. And I was in the Soviet Union. Just, just <laughs> true story. I was in the Soviet Union. How old were you? I was, you know, I, this is completely drunk, like crazy drunk. Oh, like out I was of control, like nineteen uh, or whatever. Okay. Completely drunk in the Soviet Union, where they told us you cannot drink the water because at that time it was it right. had like cryptosporum or whatever. So I'm totally drunk. You can't drink the water, and I'm throwing up everywhere. Like, and this is very common in in, in Moscow. Like, there's I can vomit everywhere. If you get really drunk, <laughs> it's the late you can't 80s. Drink the water. <laughs> Everybody's vomit drunk. Everywhere. They're drinking kvass. They're drinking shoe polish. They're drinking vodka. Literally, this is the last days of the Soviet Union. Now, of course, as you know, uh, David Remnick turned this into a book. I turned it into just a vomit story. So that's <laughs> vomit story. Yeah, I did not win a Pulitzer Prize. You've FYI. Again. Well, that's actually a good example of how marijuana would have been able to help you in that situation. If you would have gotten really, really high, if you would have taken a giant edible and had a huge mm. dose of marijuana, you could have been wrecked that night but woken up perfectly fine. And in, in one of Vladimir Putin's puking. gulags, right? right. Wow. Yeah. Right. Why is that? Why don't you get a hangover from marijuana? Do we it know? It doesn't dehydrate you. Is that what, the so the hangover is basically dehydration. You see that, Gersh? Yeah. yeah, I couldn't drink water, so I was I was wrecked for several right. days. Right. Uh, in fact, I think there was like a red a Soviet army marching in my head. Oh, it's that the worst. Was, do you ever have those Soviet armies? All right, we got to take a break. You them for uh, saline. Yeah, a little saline drip. Yeah, I was not going to a Russian hospital. All right, we got to take one quick break. And we're going to ask a couple of important questions. Sounds good. All right. Are you looking for a dentist who provides quality care at an affordable price? Isn't everybody? Who isn't these days? Well, that's Wait, why. Can I just interrupt you for one second? Yeah. Ben and I went to the dentist yesterday. And you went not, to? Not Joseph Lichter, mm -hmm. because Ben has a special relationship with, uh, with I don't want to name the guy, $590 for what turned out to be a cleaning for two kids. Go, Vince. Tell me you if I can beat that price. No, you, of course you can beat that price with Dr. Joseph Lichter because Dr. Lichter and his staff perform traditional dental procedures such as teeth cleanings, fillings, root canal therapy, and tooth extractions. But in addition, they offer the latest in restorative cosmetic dentistry, including implants, porcelain veneers and crowns, fixed bridges, and more. And these are procedures 
That can make a broken smile, Gersh, look like new. And he's doing it at unbeatable prices. Those implants I just talked about. Yeah. How much do you think he could pay for an implant? Implants? Yeah. It's got to be like $2,000. Mm, $1,250. Well, that's like seven. You know, Invisalign, that's those braces that they kind of put behind your teeth. So you I'm don't thinking that's like $5,000. $39.95. Wow. And you know, Dr. Joseph Lichter is the official dentist of the New York Riveters of the WNHL. And you look at those ladies skating on the ice, and you would never know they're hockey players. Interesting. You wouldn't know from their teeth. You'd know from their skating. (laughs) You wouldn't know from their teeth, So give Dr. Lichter a call. He's at 718-339-7878. He's at 1420 Avenue P. That's P for periodontal. He's on the second floor. It's uh, between 14th and 15th Street, 718-339-7878. And visit him online at Joseph Lichter, DDS. So I got another question for you, Kelly. Sure. You're a young lady. You're like in your 30s. You're going to get old, though. (laughs) And no amount of marijuana is going to save you from the ravages. Or maybe they will. You'll talk to me. From the ravages of time. Okay. But Ben is sitting right there next to you. And you know if he was your son, he would lock you tight in a nursing home. And you don't want that. (laughs) Right? Ben, are you going to throw me in a nursing home? Yes. Depends. It depends on what I think when he says depends, he's talking about undergarments. (laughs) Anyway, I don't want him putting me, I don't even want him to give him the choice of putting me in a nursing home. That's why I'm going to go to Village Care Max. They're a Medicaid managed long term plan. So they use your Medicaid and they get a team of healthcare professionals. They work with your landlord, your neighbors, your pharmacist to make sure you can retire in your home, right? So, Kelly, you're going to retire. It's going to be like 30, 40 years. You're going to retire. You don't want to be shipped off to a nursing home. They're not going to let you get high at a nursing home. Not legally, anyway. Not right? yet. Yeah. No, they're not letting you smoke. Actually, they're taking some old people to nursing homes in Colorado and California right now. But We're going to talk more about that Maybe after the break. Maybe that's where you need that's to go. That's where you got to go. Anyway, yeah. but I'm going to go to Village Care Max because I want to retire in New York. That's n- no offense. VillageCareMax.org, or you call them at 800-469-6292. Because as you know their slogan, Village Care Max, live the life, smoke the weed you want to live and smoke. Sounds wonderful. Okay. Yeah. I actually have a question for Kelly. We're with Kelly Barbieri, the editor-in-chief of Fresh Toast, which is that marijuana... The uh, Fresh this- Toast. I know. Everyone's- is this a new site? We uh, launched in October. Launched in October. And how did, this- how did this come about? Like, where did it come from? Well, you know, there was a need in the market. Uh, a lot of the different media properties that deal with marijuana have an overlying social structure to it. And know, a morality to it. Well, it's either, you know, it depends on the music you listen to. Right. It depends on how long you've been smoking weed. It depends on something that's outside the plant. And there was really a need for a place that it doesn't matter what color you are, what kind of money you make, how much, you know, how much you know about marijuana already, how much you need to learn about it. There are no judgments. The so you're the full service, all-inclusive marijuana site, right, as right. opposed to High Times, which is just basically a bunch of college kids. Well, and also just writing about the 70s music that Kelly is making fun of us for liking. Right. In a white room mm-hmm. with R- black rhinestone, curtains. Rhinestone Cowboy. <laughs> All right, but I, I actually was going to ask a serious question. So the Fresh Toast, it is, is as I said, marijuana culture uh, it, it, there's politics here. Jeff Sessions likely to ignore his own task force regarding marijuana. Mm. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff. But, but what is the? What would you say is the? Um, 
give us the full range of stuff I'm going to see on Fresh Toast. Well, you know, we have medical uh, first. Okay. Uh, you know, people can come and if they're diagnosed with some sort of illness, they can come to the Fresh Toast, find out what marijuana can do with, with that illness. Eventually, we will have chats with doctors where they can get the information they need. And we're really trying to cont- uh, create a continuum of care when it comes to uh, illnesses that marijuana can help. Mm. Uh, secondly, we have the recreational information, which is you know anywhere from how to use a vape pen for the first time, how to get proper dosing with your edibles um, or smokables, mm. and everything you've ever wanted to learn about marijuana from the 101 up. Um, we really so you have advanced courses. For we, well, we really specialize in the people who haven't smoked since college and are just uh. wondering what's this all about and should I do it? Is it right for me? How can it help me? That sort of stuff. And, and where's the, who's bankrolling this? Because we know that the only color that matters in the marijuana world is green because there is a lot of money in this industry. So how much of that is coming to you? Well, we have a bunch of investors currently. Uh, uh. We're uh, still looking to close our first financial note. Um, So we are still looking for investors. So this could be like a little insider trading. If you're listening to me on this radio, you should get in the ground floor of the Fresh Toast. You pretty much should because we have gone from zero to 350,000 uniques a month and we have interest from all over. And as you know, the Daily News is one of our partners. We have mm-hmm. content partners as as across as across the country. You know, from Salon to uh, little regional sites, everybody wants a piece of us. It's kind of great. You know what's interesting though, Kelly. You know, Vince, you don't know this, but I've done no. some research on Kelly. Kelly's a real journalist. So how did you get into the whole pot journalism business? That's that's because I uh, full disclosure, I've applied for a job at High Times about fifteen times, <laughs> and they won't hire me because I go into the interview and I'm like uh, probably the squarest person they've ever <laughs> met in their whole lives. But how did you get into the the, the pot journalism business? Well, it's actually through High Times. I worked with mm. High Times for two years. Um, I started off as their content manager for their website. That was the job I was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And quickly became uh, the uh, digital director. Yeah, I was up for that job too. And that's when I. I learned uh, since college all about the plant and everything Uh that the plant could do. Um, And from an RX standpoint, I think that really uh, struck home with me because even in 2013 when I was with High Times, you could see what opioids were doing to the country um, and how many people were suffering from addiction. When they started off injured, they went to their doctor, they asked for help, and they ended up an addict. And now society is looking at them like, how dare you ask for help? Um, In fact, the president... The president who talks about the opioid uh, epidemic is slashing Medicaid right. in his budget and in his healthcare proposal. Right. That is exa- Medicaid does like half of the treatments for drug addiction. Right. So I did not know that. <laughs> well, I wanted to stand up for this plant that, you know, it may not be the miracle plant that some people are saying. I don't think it's going to save the world. I don't think that it can, you know... Um, by itself heal illnesses that are life-threatening, but I do think that there is a need for it, and it could help alleviate a lot of um, a lot of issues that otherwise you're taking heavy, heavy medication for when you don't need to be. I do want to remind our listeners that uh, Vince and I obviously uh, do not do anything illicit on this show, no. but we do invite your calls, 718 
260-4502. I'm kind of hoping some guy who is absolutely like high as a kite calls up. <laughs> I mean, I just, I, I, Johnny, got any friends who are going to call up? They're, they're like literally. But even the if they do, they're going to be able to speak perfectly normally not, because not, it's not, not a, like you're being drunk. It's not, not if, like a drunk person's calling. I don't know. Not if they took the stuff that I was handed hmm. uh, completely innocently in a non-illicit way, uh, Ben. Now, my son, Ben, is sitting right next to Kelly. Now, my son is 10. And he is he he knows me as a lovable guy, embarrassing guy, embarrassing guy. <laughs> knows me as a lovable guy whose drug of choice is a, a whiskey, probably a whiskey. I uh, had a beer last night, uh, Ben. Um, and I, I was curious for Ben. He's he's going into fifth grade. What if, did they talk to you about marijuana in elementary school? Did like they say it's like ooh, just say no, and and the war on drugs, or they haven't talked to you at all about that in health? No, no, not really. Haven't brought that up. Yeah. Just so you know, Kelly, I only talk to my son about personal things on the on the air. radio. Yeah, yeah, I never. I ne- <laughs> we don't talk about anything. Uh, all right, they don't talk to you at all about drugs, Kelly. Sh- there should be some uh, education at a fourth or fifth grade level about marijuana, shouldn't there be? Well, I mean, there wasn't when we were in school. No, no. Um, I can't say, imagine no. that it would still happen now. It's it's a lot of it is still at the just say no phase, you know, because the federal government is not um, rescheduling marijuana. It's still uh, considered as bad as heroin and cocaine and meth. Uh, To the government. To the government. Right. The federal government. government. Um, So to teach it in school wouldn't make a whole lot of sense just yet. Well, no, but just that it's out there. Like, look, they also teach sex education, but the government's official position often is abstinence. So there's... You know. It's true, but you know, then they're almost playing into it. You know, then you're you have to answer to the people that are like, "You taught my son mm-hmm. about marijuana, yeah, and now he's yeah. smoking marijuana." Yeah, you know? no, that, then that that would be something we would talk about, Ben. Right. We would certainly talk about that. Right. All right, but where do you stand on Ben smoking marijuana, Gersh? I stand that Ben knows that my home is a loving place, and if Ben comes to me and says, "Dad, I have smoked marijuana with my friends," I would say, "Well, I don't know if that if if you should do that when you're 11." <laughs> but but if he comes to me when he's 18, 19, we'll have a conversation. I'll say, Ben, I love you. I've never stopped loving you. I never will stop loving you uh, unless you murder Vince. Do not murder Vince because I don't know if I could support you at the trial. I don't know <laughs> if I could. You, you're, gonna, you're not going to kill Vince, are you? He's thinking about it. I know. No promises. Just taking a l- yeah. little no promises. The, long, the long pause is a Ben Kunstman trademark. <laughs> he does the long pause. Well, he's thinking about it. He's that's a good sign. It. All right. But so, so when was the first time you smoked marijuana, Kelly? You could be honest with us. I think I was 14. 14. Yeah. Wow. I think I was 14. How was when it? I first tried it. It was, I didn't, you didn't feel anything because yeah. it was just garbage. You know, it was barely any plant. It was, it was like all seeds. That. Where'd you grow up? I was in Queens. Yeah. Oh, Flushing Queens. Flushing Queens. Okay. Queens. Flushing Queens. Yeah. Flushing Queens. <laughs> no, not the marijuana hotbed I've been led to believe. You know, um, it, I, I noticed that uh, the, the places you don't think they're smoking a lot of marijuana, they're smoking a lot. Uh, of do you guys ever do like a heat map of marijuana smoke, marijuana uh, consumption in America? Like where, where are the big, obviously the, the legal places? Yeah, the legal, where are the yeah, I mean, all of the legal states right yeah. now are real hotbeds and the states are reaping in so much money. Um, what have we found about, about behavior, though? You said crime is down in those states. I've seen these studies. But what about... Is dr- are but when impa- we say crime is down, we're talking about arrests for marijuana. No, <laughs> we're talking about overall, no. crime. overall. Yeah, overall yeah. crime in those states is down since marijuana is fully recreational. Overall crime down, Gersh. What about what about driving under the influence of a medic uh, of a drug? 
You know, that's alcohol still or, something. Alcohol, obviously, you know, they can find with a yeah. breathalyzer. They're, str- t- they're still struggling to find a way to measure how much active THC is in your system that's when they stop you. Do, yeah. um, because what comes up is the THC that you smoked last week or yesterday. or so it hangs around. Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't have that effect on you. It only has the effect on Absolutely. you. Absolutely. So they need on. to figure out a way to uh, just measure the psychoactive components. Mm-hmm. In the Failing Daily News, we did do a story fairly recently mm-hmm. about scientists who had taken a very big step forward in a weedalyzer, a yeah. breathalyzer for weed. Yeah. Wow. Which would change a lot of things. Can't but they, you, just, they could just smell the inside of the car, though, can't they? <laughs> That's in a Cheech and But then Chong they movie. also need to separate the THC from the CBD because the CBD isn't really psychoactive. And if you're using that for pain, you should be able to drive on that just as well as you can drive on. Oxy, <laughs> you know. Um, I uh, don't just think for the record, we're not anymore. recommending that anybody drive a car under the influence of anything except love, friendship, and joy. A, a great music, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think sometimes it's nice to have like China Grove, the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was in fifth grade, fifth grade, I remember having the teacher come. I think his name was Mister Fair or Mister Hair or something, and he looked like Slim Goodbody. Remember Slim oh, yeah, Goodbody? Slim Goodbody yeah. He looked just like Slim Goodbody. And he came in and he taught us about drugs and, and all Did he that really? Stuff. What did he say? Yeah, and he was completely high the whole time. There was no doubt in my So mind. was he pro? He must have been. No, he was supposed to be teaching to us it. about not to do drugs, right. but he was like totally high. <laughs> right. But that was like a one time lecture. Right? No, no, it was like a special class that we had all during fifth grade, like huh. once a week. Where'd you grow up? Staten Island. That's interesting. Yeah. Mr. Fair, Mr. Hare. He literally looked like Slim Goodbody. That's I remember so the most embarrassing thing about health class was when but they But back did then, you were allowed to smoke in class. Like, the teachers could smoke at the beginning of the class, right? Like right back no, then? but they did smoke in the teacher's lounge. <laughs> you did. You, you, that was I, I don't remember that happening. No, every once in a while, you get sent to the teacher's lounge, like, because you had to hand the homework <laughs> yeah, in. And you go in there, and they're all drinking coffee and talking about their sex lives. And it was terrible. It, it, was like a, it was like a bar room in there, <laughs> in terms of the cigarette smoke. It was very scary in there. I had to go in there a lot in fifth grade, because I was uh, I was the phantom of 308, they called me. Oh, yeah, you were like an AV nerd. I was all over the place. I was never, <laughs> and they would send me to places and all sorts of things. It was crazy. But yeah, that was one scary room to go into. Teacher's I lounge. I can imagine. Stress. Man, alive. They were not reading books in there, I'll mm. tell you that. I, want, I once walked in on two teachers making out. Literally <gasps> making out. Lounge? It didn't get, obviously, that far, because I, I was there, but... Excuse me. I'm just coughing. I mean, I had I had the keys to the teacher's bathroom. Nice. That was the score, because you know, th- in my school, they didn't have doors on the toilets. So if if you had to what do was it a prison, what's going on? <laughs> this, is, this is growing up in the seventies. It was a reform school. Yeah. Reform school. <laughs> PS forty two. They didn't have the they didn't have the uh, the doors in the bathroom. So if you had to go, what we used to call number two, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. If you had to go to number two, it's like the door is wide open, and I was like, I was, I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's not humane. So by fifth grade, I had the key to the. Yeah, you had to get. I key. had the key to the teachers' lounge, and I used to just go in the teachers' lounge. Wait, let me bring Ben in here for a second. Bathroom. Ben, Ben, at at PS one hundred seven, is the is the bathroom you know clean and and secure? You feel confident? Not at all. So you don't even <laughs> do. You, do you even take a leak in there and during the day? Yes. You will take a leak, but you won't right, poop so there. You do number one, not but not number there. two. Yeah, I will not go number two, and a lot of people don't flush. Oh. Wait, what is why that? don't they flush? Who understand. doesn't flush? What do you mean they don't? Is it clogged or they don't flush? Both. Interesting. Who would not flush? 
I've never understood that. I never understand why you go like I go down to the boardwalk or something like that. You go into the bathroom. It's a disaster. Why do they people don't want do to that? touch it? They don't want to touch anything. Yeah, but why do you make just, a mess? You just flush. You just hit the flush thing. Yeah, you don't have to pee on the floor. Johnny, let the record show. I'm I'm making a flush gesture here. I I'm, see pu- that. I'm pulling yeah. a little thing. Yeah, you just flush. By the way, I'm not one of those guys, Kelly, and maybe marijuana can help me with this. I'm not sensitive to to filth or or, or body germs or whatever. Right. If I'm in a bathroom, I'll. I'll I'll lick the floor. I don't care. Right. That's not my thing. I don't, I'm not going to lick thing. the floor. All right, maybe I won't lick the floor, but, you know, if, for example, and I'll tell you this honestly, and, and I'm not high, if, I, if my poop is what blocks the toilet, I will get in there with my hand, I'll break it up, and I'll flush again. You know That's, there are things that do that for yeah, you. Yeah, I know, but if I'm, things, if I'm embarrassed, yeah. <laughs> if I'm embarrassed that I'm in the stall, I don't want to leave the stall. Okay. So I'm just, I guess what I'm saying is, I'm the kind of guy who's not afraid of a little dirt, okay? And yet... And yet what? I feel like there's an end. No, there's no end yet. And, and yet I should get high, apparently. <laughs> All right. We, we got to get out of that. I don't know. Discussion. How do we get onto the whole toilet no, thing? Because we asked Ben. All right. I do, I do seriously want to know, because Vince and I are always talking about event, investment opportunities. Let me ask you a question. Can marijuana help you poop? Let the record well, show. She's thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. Let's see. Let's see how this one works out. I think yes, but in a secondary way. You know, what do you mean? When <laughs> when you consume marijuana, you tend to drink more water, ah. and that would help you with that. There you go. I'm not crediting the marijuana with yeah, that. Yeah, no, I drink water all day. No, long. but you would want to drink more water. Is like it going to do anything about my flatulence? In all seriousness, I am the most flatulent person you know. It depends on why. Well, it's because I, I eat a lot of high fat foods. Maybe if it's you the high fat foods, right? high fat foods. Hmm. Huh. Um, hmm. I don't know if it would be able to cure the flatulence, oh, but it might help you make drug. better food choices. Because <laughs> yeah, I'll be so hungry, I'll only eat Doritos. What? Well, is I mean, that a seventies joke again? Is that, yeah, is, that, is that true? Is that is that still the case with the new marijuana? <laughs> the, the new <laughs> the new that you, that you get munchies. You get munchies. Yeah. There are certain types of marijuana that help with uh, appetite, and there are certain types of marijuana that actually kind of kill your appetite. Wait a minute. So the so appetite suppressant marijuana. marijuana, the new diet drug. There, there sativas, for instance, a high sativa strain would. Um, Make you want to eat a little bit less. Has anyone created like the perfect mix that does just about everything? It, it lets you it's helps you go to the person, bathroom. It? It, it you lose weight. Makes you a better parent. You're happy enough, and you still fall asleep at night. There, there are so many different hybrids out there right now, and so many different types of marijuana that anything you have in mind, you could find something that will help you with. As long as you're not thinking in terms of this is a pharmaceutical, so I'm gonna, you know, take this much, and this is what it's gonna do. This is a plant, so you know you got to see how it works with you. What? Your your own cannabinoid system. Yeah, yeah, you've got um, a cannabinoid system there. And and how I'm your body reacts you right to now. it. <laughs> no, it's all true. And and we've talked when we talked to Dolce, he was like, Well, you, this may work, this may do this to you, this may do you gotta experiment. That's yeah. what we and that's what we did in the sixties, Kelly. I don't know if you remember, we used to experiment with everything. I mean not Marijuana, obviously, I was only about eight, six years old, but we we tried everything. It was definitely a uh, more wide open time. I mean sometimes I'd put ketchup on a hot dog. I, nobody puts uh, ketchup on a hot dog. Ben puts ketchup on a hot dog. He's experimenting. Nobody Crazy puts person. ketchup on a hot ben, dog. Ben, you're, you're experimenting, right? Yes. What yeah, about mayonnaise on a hot dog? No. I've occasionally put mayonnaise on a hot dog. Yeah. I have not done that. They but do I'm that in I, Chicago. I'm a child of the oh, okay. 60s. We tried everything, Johnny. We, we tried I, will, I will put mayonnaise on french fries, though. 
That is very French of you. It's very French. Yeah. But anyway, I, th- I was actually asking Kelly a very important question when you rudely cut Were me you? off. And you're going to like this question because Vi- Vince and I talk a lot about investment opportunities. Mm-hmm. We do need investment opportunities. What the direction of the, the media is going. Now, I saw the marijuana media thing years ago. In fact, I had a whole meeting with Colin Myler. If you can hear the sound of my voice, Colin, you blew it. Because mm-hmm. I said we should at the Daily News should start a, a marijuana vertical. Right. Because I saw where this was going. But are you making money? You said you're about to launch your financing, but you think you have a profitable business model? Absolutely. 100%. You're Uh, not selling the marijuana, though. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, We are giving information. We are going to have a continuum of care as far as Rx is concerned. And we're also going to be launching a directory. Ah, so, so people can find... You're going to be the descent. Yelp of marijuana. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, it, it's part of the plan, what we're doing. It's ganja Yelp. Give me another way. G- give me a, a funny way of saying it. It's Yelp. It's it's Yelp. I don't know enough marijuana uh, words. It's, can Yelp? It's chronic Yelp. <laughs> chronic. No. Chron Yelp. No. I got to type it up. We have to be at a keyboard. All right, so, you, so you've got a business model that's not just, hey, look at our cool stories about marijuana. Oh, no, absolutely. Um, that was our original business model, Vince. See, Vinny and I wanted to no. start Yelp yeah. long before it existed. We, we said, right. you give us three interns with balls and shoe leather, and you give us an iPad with a, with a Google form, we wanted to we wanted to cal- catalog every business on every street in yep. Brooklyn. Wow, it's very simple. That would digital white pages, if you will. Right. Yeah. No. And no, then no, we could wasn't. upsell with an ad. Right. With a picture. Right. With a menu. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. YouTube oh, no, ben, YouTube does that. He likes to sell yeah. the YouTube ads. We Ben's had this. We, ben, you. How old are you? It's all about YouTube now, though. You're ten uh, years old. We had this idea even before YouTube existed. We had this idea before Ben was born. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not. Is that like the time where Vimeo was up or something? No, no, no. I invented Vimeo. These kids today, we had this idea before there was Yelp. We, but I nobody said, would give us the manpower or the technology. I said to the future is listings. Future is listings. We listings. said it all the that time. That was back we in two thousand six. I said that. Wow. Se- two thousand six. Yeah. Ben, did you hear that? Your sister wasn't even born. Six. Actually, she was. She was she born. Was in born. She was yes. born. Yeah. Things are changing all the time, though. You no, know, there's constant change. The only the only constant in life is change. That's yeah. all. That's all that keeps happening. Is there's just constant change. You know, he's just it. stealing my line. That is the only line <laughs> I've ever said. That, first of all, it should be tattooed on me. The only constant in New York life is change. It change constantly. Because people are always saying, oh, they gentrified out this business. Blah, blah, blah. Well, they wouldn't have gentrified out that business if you shopped at the old business or didn't shop at the new business. Right. So there yeah. you go. We didn't have Ben on last week. We had on uh, we had on Buzzy Buzzy O'Keefe, oh, Buzzy O'Keefe. who's fantastic. But you know Buzzy O'Keefe? I do not. He owns the uh, River Cafe. Oh, he's I in love his seventies or something like that, late seventies. But the guy sharp as a tack. They came back from that hurricane like, like like it's nobody's business, right? Yeah. I wonder if it Buzzy O'Keefe smokes weed. What do you think, Gersh? Uh Buzzy O'Keefe does not need to smoke weed because he is out there, and I love him for it. Yeah. We literally, we we I think I made a, an American Indian joke. And suddenly he was off on a whole thing about Native Americans. <laughs> Genocide. About the Israelis. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It, it, it went on for it a while. The real. Russians. He would, turns out he was a spy during a World Russian War II. Spy. Yeah. No, not he, a he Russian spy. He wasn't a Russian spy, Johnny. <laughs> for the record, <laughs> let the record show Buzzy O'Keefe, great restaurateur, was not a spy for the then Soviet Union. He was an American <laughs> and remains so today. Spying on the Russians. That's I can right. see That's I right. can see how you could confuse that, Johnny. A great, okay. on, a great American. Great on, uh, and a great restaurateur. We got to get Johnny some weed. Yeah. Now, would weed help Johnny? Because as you can see, he, he needs all the help he can get. 
I think Johnny looks fine. Grow my hair? Is weed good for hair growth? No, can't help you with that. Why is that? That's what you need, the miracle weed. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, if you had that, you wouldn't have that problem, right? That's right. There you go. (laughs) You think weed's going to grow hair? (laughs) (laughs) I wrote a whole book, Kelly, I don't know if you're aware of this, Hair, Mankind's Historic Quest to End Baldness. And at that time, when that book came out in 2001, there was no medically approved drug to grow hair. And to this day... Still doesn't exist. They Minoxidil are, that can help. That can help slow down or retard, in your case, the the, <laughs> the, the, the the loss of your hair. But it cannot grow hair on a bald head. Cannot happen. Damn it. Maybe. Well, marijuana. I mean, they once you lose the the root, once you lose it, it's you gone. You have to. It's how over. can you regenerate it? I mean, obviously, I don't have that issue. You don't have that problem. No, Kelly's no. got a great head of hair. Nice right. hair. So now, thank you. We we got to we got to just pay a couple of bills here for a second. But I I got a question for Kelly. You can do the same question. Yeah, I want, I now I want to ask the same question. Okay. When was the last time you had a dentist who provided quality care at an incredibly low price? If your answer is never, I heard the pause. If your answer is never, it's because you haven't been to Joseph Lichter. Now let me tell you about Lichter. Lichter's one of these guys. Got a state-of-the-art office, great hygienists, great equipment. It's all paid off at this point, so you don't even have to worry about the high high prices. He can do this. Teeth cleanings, fillings, root canal, tooth extractions. He can do what Ben's dentist did for Ben yesterday at a cost of $300. Lichter would have charged us like 50 bucks. Amazing. Yeah. So, remember that Invisalign, that adult braces that go behind? You know, let me see your teeth for a second. Oh, now Kelly doesn't need Invisalign. Is marijuana going to make my teeth uh, dirtier? Is it going to is it going to tar my teeth at all? Well, I it, if you smoke joints, yeah. you're going to have some issue with that. If you vaporize or eat edibles, no. Okay, so I'll talk to Lichter about that. Anyway, Invisalign, some dentists, including Ben's dentist, are charging like $5,000 for Invisalign. Lichter, $39.95. That's so amazing. You don't need anybody else except Joseph Lichter, so why not call him? 718-339-7878 or go visit him. I mean, you should call first. 1420 Avenue P between East 14th and East 15th in Midwood. And you can always visit them online at josephlichterdds.com. Usually when you go into the dentist, I recommend an appointment. That's, that's always the way to go. Just walk walk-ins. In. It's, not, it's not like there's a maitre d' there. So, how, many, how many in your party? Oh, just your teeth? Okay. How many you got? How many teeth do you have? We could look. At, I could. We I got could, 32. You I got can, seat for, seating for 32? I could, I I could look chair at, right here. I could look for two of them right now. Just the front. Listen, see what's possible when healthcare gets personal. With Village <laughs> Care Max, it's a Medicaid-managed long-term plan. It helps you continue to stay in your home and in your community for as long as possible. So we've talked about this before. Gersh is getting older. Ben is here. Ben doesn't have time for Gersh. Gersh. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> ben, I'm not going to be a burden on you. I won't let that happen. I'll do the Village Care Max. Ben mentioned something about Depend. And then he sends Gersh to a home. But Gersh doesn't want that. Gersh, I'm not going to a nursing home. Gersh wants to stay in his home. So here's what they do over at Village Care Max. The team of healthcare professionals, healthcare professionals will work with you and your doctor. They will help you obtain the best healthcare options available to you. And they're going to work with Medicaid, Medicare, all that stuff. It's all paid care for. Of. As long as Trump doesn't get rid of Medicaid, we're fine. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, there. you can get more information about Village Care Max right now. Do it while you can by calling 1-800-469-6292. You can visit them online at villagecaremax.org because at Village Care Max, you will continue to live the life you want 
to live. You know that sounds I'm, wonderful. I'm yeah. I just so you know, Kelly. I'm the Amy Winehouse of nursing homes because I am not going to go to a nursing home. No, no, no. <laughs> right? How's that for a reference? Is that, is, that a, is that a good marijuana reference? Not no, really. No, no. She was, no, no. She was way into other. All right. Terrible so things. is marijuana going to be a gateway drug? You know they always talk. Oh, it's a gateway drug. Kelly Barbieri, editor-in-chief of The Fresh Toast, is marijuana a gateway drug? Am I going to be shooting up? I don't believe so. You don't believe so? I Good. think it depends on the person. Really? It depends on the person? Yeah, so I mean, you're an addictive personality. No, you, you could just make the argument that alcohol is a gateway drug. Like, no one ever says, well, well alcohol is a gateway drug. I mean, if you're having the kind of emotional issues that are going to push you towards something hard like heroin or cocaine, I think that anything can be a gateway. I once said to my daughter, Jane, who's not here, Ben's sister, Jane, She's going to be 16 in October. I said, listen, do not, if, if you're taking drugs that are not, that don't grow, right? They, someone has to process it in a lab. Someone has to grind it up and put it in a syringe. You got to put it in your arm. That's a bad idea. Right. But if you're talking about something that grows on a tree or a plant, like a banana or a marijuana joint, how bad could it be? Let me ask that, you, is that, wait, it, well, hold on, how bad could it be? Well, you know, you always want to um, not do something all day, every day, and that sure. goes for drinking coffee, that goes for oh. eating chocolate, that goes for imbibing in marijuana. Mm, um, mm. You know, there's, there's a time and there's a place for everything, but if you well need said. to... Come home from work and have a couple of glasses of wine. You could just as easily come home from work and have a 10 milligram edible. And, you know, you won't be taxing your liver quite as badly. You won't be dehydrating your body. But if I'm coming home from work every night and mm -hmm. having two or three glasses of wine, mm -hmm. let's forget about marijuana for a second. I got a problem. Absolutely. I mean, two or three glasses of wine... Problem one, I'm going to run out of wine really quick. That's the biggest problem there. Problem two, that's... Now, Ben, I've been your dad for a long time. Do I ever come home from work and have three glasses of wine? No. Oh, thank you. Wow. I thought he was going to tell the truth there for a second. <laughs> thank you, Ben. I'll get you after the show. Okay. But still, I said, okay, yeah, you don't want to be doing this every day. Right. But ultimately, something that naturally grows in nature, has. I have to believe... Is going to be safer, you know, when you're hanging with your buddies at college than some guy who comes around with some powder you don't know where the hell it came from. Well, it's proven safer. Nobody has ever overdosed from marijuana ever in the history of Wait, the world. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Never an overdose. This well, I mean, you, an, a marijuana overdose is, you know, feeling a little ill, going yeah. and taking a nap. Nobody's ever died. No, no heart attacks Hold on from taking too much marijuana. No one's ever died from taking too much but marijuana. Jimmy, Jimmy, Johnny says that the people they, have heart they attacks. They got people... Talking about heart attacks, possibly. Have you oh, heard about oh, that? Johnny jumping in here, Kelly. What do you think? I I would need to see it. Yeah, there you go. I'm not sure. I believe Why don't it. You prove it. I mean, if you have prove an it, existing Johnny. health issue, there might be something there. But mm. Google up heart attacks and marijuana. There, Gersh. Also, you left mushrooms on the table with your. The talk about if it grows, it's first of all. I never left mushrooms on the table. <laughs> I'm not saying you left them on the first table. of all, they should always be in the fridge because they're going to rot, and I don't want that. But let's talk about mushrooms for a second. I know the Fresh Toast is a marijuana cannabis, you know, site, but mushrooms, magic mushrooms, psilocybin. I don't even know how to pronounce that. Sibilance. No, psilocybin. They are researchers are saying great things about mushrooms. Where are you on mushrooms, Kelly? 
Well, I mean, the research is is pretty great. You know, um, it helps a lot of people. There's there's a lot of research around people who are on the cusp of death. You know, mm-hmm. they're they're coming to terms with their own morality, yeah. and they're about to pass away. Um, a single dose has helped them be okay with that. Yeah. And I think that so, that's Chris Christie, kind if you're listening, that's a good idea for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's kind of extraordinary. Uh, on the fresh toast, we really don't deal yeah. with that. You know, yeah. we're marijuana specific as well as pop culture and news. Um, like Chris Christie. Okay. Who, well, are the, who are the big pop cultural figures who are like in your cannabis world? Because I, you know, I'm Bob Marley. I'm like David Crosby. Now I'm old. Uh huh. Who are the, who are the, who would I be consuming as a marijuana user uh, uh, artistically? I mean, it's wide open now, right? Because it's legal. Rihanna, and, and Rihanna so is smoking pot smoking. everywhere. You know, Whoopi Goldberg is ah, a Whoopi. really uh, right. hero right. of mine. She's got a company that deals with uh, edibles as well as topicals. And uh, Willie Nelson. That are geared specifically towards women, uh-huh. which is what I like so much. What um, about Willie, though? Come on. Willie's brand? Willie's Willie, awesome. Willie's Willie, reserve? Willie's doing, her, his wife is actually uh, has an edible line now as well. Can you make a marijuana salad? <laughs> like and what would happen if you ate cannabis? That? Yeah, um, you could juice cannabis leaves just the way you juice kale, and uh, it's not going to be psychoactive. Don't tell those don't tell those hipsters in Williamsburg about juicing kale. Are you kidding me? That's uh, <laughs> you need to uh, heat the the flour to yeah, a certain yeah. um, temperature in order to make it psychoactive. Maybe. So it has to be processed in some way, and the well, process it needs to be, be heated, heated, heated gently. Heating is a process. No, no, but yeah, you do it with a steak. What are you eating raw steak? Now you're going to be like, oh, cooking's a process. I'm not saying it's unnatural. I'm just saying I didn't say it was unnatural. I'm just saying it has to be processed in some way. Even the caveman had fire, Vince. But yes, you can eat raw cannabis in a salad if you want to. But it's never not gonna have. Get, you're not going to get high. You will not get high. Hmm. No, but if you're making brownies. What if you microwave it first? Uh, microwave the cannabis to make it psychoactive? Yeah, mean? would that work? Make a, um, a microwave cannabis salad. You know, I have always seen the oven 250 yeah. degrees for an hour. What, you mean just, just the, the, the leaves the themselves, the, the bud? bud. Yeah. Oh, so there you go, John. The you got flower, that bud? specifically. So it's the, the flower, flower is not the, the leaves. The leaves aren't going to do nothing for the you. The fan no leaves what. are, I mean, there are some people who utilize it when they're making um, concentrates and stuff like that, mm. but you're not going to roll that milk. Like you a natural leaf wrapper, so to speak. Point of information, in New York's legal medical marijuana program, you can tincture it or you can um, eat it, but you cannot smoke it. That is crazy no talk. I know. Why is that, Kelly? Why are you not all over that? Well, what a lot of states are doing is they're passing med- medical marijuana laws because people are leaning on them, saying that they have to do that. Well, Ben's got something to say. What's his issue? Uh, Dad, remember in L.A. there was that marijuana shop where it was like, solve all your problems for only $40. Yeah, now certainly <laughs> Ben and I uh, studied this as academics. So for, full disclosure, we were on the beach in Venice. Now, medical marijuana and... Recreational, recreational marijuana, yeah. but they still have these um, dispensaries where it said prescription, um, medical evaluation, forty dollars. Right, and I think it even included a treatment. Right, and Ben and I were like, "Well, look, you know, I'm a little run down, Ben. Let's let's pop in here for a second. He said, "No, Dad, no, Dad. There's a whiskey bar down the road, and you'll you'll be fine." No, we, it was <laughs> weird because they have recreational in in California, and this you the smell of the recreational marijuana is like a, it's like a. What would you what would you call it? It's like going to a Cheech and Chong show from. That's uh, like the blue the, section at the Garden in 1983. There you go. That's interesting because there are so many people now that are not burning um, the flower anymore. They're vaporizing, which tends to cut down on how much it smells. Hmm. 
Um, and then a lot of people are now choosing edibles instead of um, combustion as well. Now, when you say the edibles, how does that work? Is it get, it gets heated up in the stove when you cook it? Well, usually you, need, you it, extract or? the THC or the CBD um, before you start making the edible. You either um, extract it into a butter or mm -hmm. an oil or a tincture, um, and then you utilize that to make ah, the edible. Full disclosure, when I was in Colorado, after the passage of the legal marijuana, I went into one of those shops you talked about that are going to read me chapter and verse about it. And they wanted to sell me smokables. They wanted to sell me vapables. And I said, you know what? What do you got in the way of a cookie? What do you got in the way of a brownie? And I was all ready to make my purchase. I had my money out. I had my tax ready to pay. And, and, and he couldn't tell me how much was in it. That's a good choice. You made a good I choice. I made the right See? choice. Because I, I said, you know, 10 milligrams would be nice. He's like, well, I don't really know what's in it because we don't make it. We buy it from somebody else. If it's not clear on the packaging mm -hmm. and you're a newbie when it yeah. comes to uh, consuming, absolutely. Yeah. For the record, I... What could go wrong, though? Yeah. What would happen? You say you can't well, kill you. Well, you know, if you smoke too much marijuana, um, the, the psychoactive effect will last anywhere from 20 minutes to 35, 40 minutes. If you eat an edible mm -hmm. and you consume too much THC, you're going to be uncomfortable for anywhere from four to maybe six hours. And what do you mean by uncomfortable? Well, it depends on how much you consume. Um, and it depends on how freaked out you get. You know, you could get dizzy. You could get sweaty. You could, your stomach could start to feel funny. You're going to want to lie down and take a nap. Full hmm. disclosure, Kelly, full disclosure. And Vince, you need to know this too. Please. About seven or eight years ago, the Brooklyn paper was invited to Holland. I do remember To this. Amsterdam. And you've heard of Amsterdam, I'm sure, Kelly. I've been a bunch of times. So yeah. in Amsterdam, as you know, it's a marijuana playground. Well, we were invited to do some serious coverage. What's the crime rate like in Amsterdam? I don't know. Good. No, I asked a tough question. So anyway, I, I was into the edible thing there, too. My friends, uh, Ben Music and Mike McLaughlin, were smoking all over the place. Full disclosure, it's legal there. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, let me try one of these brownies. Again, I didn't know because it was in the it was it was metric systems. I don't know what was in this. No brownie. idea. No idea. I took a couple of bites and was like, I don't feel anything. And they're like, Well, you should have some more. And I'm like, I don't feel anything. Okay. The other rule of thumb <laughs> is that you eat the brownie. You wait two full hours before you eat any more because no. it's going to take two hours for that effect to happen. Okay. So I'm eating the brownie. I'd say about two hours later, <laughs> I'm in my hotel room. The guys are upstairs. They're doing some, and I'm just, I'm literally calling them every three minutes. Guys, I don't know. I don't like this. I don't like this. And I will tell you this. I did not feel good on a full brownie uh, in, in Amsterdam. So the, if, if the Dutch authorities are on the phone right now listening, uh, I apologize for all the stuff I did at the train station later that night. <laughs> it's 10 milligrams, two hours. That's that's a good rule of thumb for somebody who's new. Right. Does it depend on like your weight, how how big you are, stuff like that? Um, absolutely. Uh, but you know, if, if you're on the smaller spectrum, you might want to start with five milligrams. Say. If you're really, really um, cautious and concerned about how this is going to affect you, go smaller than that. Um, I think Vince and I are going to start with the five milligrams. Just start with five? Yeah, sure. All right. See so okay. what we can do. Listen, we got to get out. We, we, we're running out Our of time. Our Johnny, gone, you, usually overtime. you give us like five, three, two, nothing. Johnny's it doesn't matter still, anymore. We Johnny are... is so high right now. <laughs> right. Oh, no, no. I, we got to get out. Fault. I want to thank a couple of people first, though. And, of course, I'm Gersh Kunzman of the Failing Daily News. I want to thank Lauren Gill for updating us on the action-carting Mad Max rogue garbage truck murderer. Yes. Still that, unidentified by the company, but we know he's out there. I want to thank Ben Kunzman. I know you're going to thank me already. I want to so. thank Ben Kunzman, who knows that Gersh Kunzman, his dad, 
is a great dad who does occasionally come home from work and have a glass of wine. And no embarrass him. And embarrass my son. How, is, how did he embarrass you most last? Okay. I was actually I actually wanted to tell a story. That's why um, I asked the question, Ben. We were at Muscle Beach mm. and one of the workout well people who were working out was posing for pictures. Uh-huh. So dad took his shirt off as well and made the same position as him and it was so funny and embarrassing. It was funny though. Was it funny or embarrassing or both? Both. For the record, Johnny, hmm. you put that picture up after the show. For the record, <laughs> Kelly, this guy was doing the Muscle Beach stuff in Venice Beach. And I, I kept noticing how he would stop and kind of just preen a little bit. And finally, women were taking pictures. Right. And I said, you know what? This guy's not even here working out. He's just here preening. I ripped my shirt right off. And we'll put that picture up, and I'll send it to you personally, Kelly. Uh, and I ripped my shirt right off, and I did the pose. And I got to say, there were people on Muscle Beach who could not tell us apart. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Ben, for bringing that up. Thank were they ben. were those people high? <laughs> they might have been high. Well, they were right <laughs> next to the dispensary. High. Anyway, and I want to thank, of course, Ke- the thanks for playing the music out. I want to thank Kelly Barbaria, the editor in chief of the Fresh Toast. If you can hear the sound of my voice, they started in October. They've got a partner sh- content partnership with the Daily News, but also the Fresh Toast itself has its own website. And I'd be remiss if I didn't say to Vince DiMasselli, my partner in crime, and maybe someday in illicit marijuana, mm-hmm. you're a handsome man. Thank you. Great to see you. It's my last show, everybody, though, as you know, every Are we week. taking two weeks off? We're taking two weeks off. No, we'll be back next week. Yeah, we'll be back next week with the director of the hit movie, Bushwick. Whoa. Ooh. We'll see you then.